I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. I've decided oh. to be very enthusiastic in the month of July. That was very nice. That was very nice. I feel, you know, like, you know, it's it's so hot, you know, that, uh, you know, I, I, I saw one of those classic, you know, the snow globes the other day, and it was the Florida snowman snow globe. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that, where it's just a little top hat, two little pieces of coal and a corn just floating, you know, and a carrot just floating in an empty jar. And I, I love that. And I was like, man, I wish I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's only 79 degrees here, Mark. Uh, I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. We are escaping uh, Earth's gravitational pull of Florida. And we'll be up there. you that it's only 79 degrees. It's uh, in the mountains of North Carolina as our guest pops in with the question of questions. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's okay. It's okay. I like rubbing it in because Mark's in Florida right now and it's like 106 degrees. It's it's Satan's asshole in Florida. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, it is. You, you walk outside, it's set to microwave defrost. Yep. So yeah. you're, you're just, that's all it feels like. It's, you know, you just, you know. But anyway, we have a guest today who's chiming in. We do, in. but we do have breaking news. We got to do our breaking news first because this is something we talked about before. Oh, and yeah. I'm super not happy with the end result of it, but we do have breaking news. Breaking news is they found out what that Japanese mermaid actually was. Oh, no. Which, um, I'm going to post the story just because I'm not going to go through it. It makes me sad because it's not a mermaid. But they do attribute the end of the COVID-19 pandemic, which it's not officially ended, it's just not as bad, to this mermaid being uncovered. So yeah, people read the were article. praying to it for healing and, and people were uh, saying that this, this mermaid, uh, mummified mermaid, very Fiji mermaid, and about the same size, uh, you know, and it was, um, and they, they, were, they were doing DNA testing and I thought it was mostly inconclusive on parts of it. But, you know, it was definitely a, you know, a, a taxidermy well, the reason it's, it's revealed in the article. I'm not going to give it away. Read the article. But... Yeah, read the article. And that's okay. at, where is that article? That was, uh, that's one of our, that was a big news site. Right? Yeah, that was a, that was um, not Paranormality Magazine, yeah, but I'm going to get into theirs. This was. Not that they're a little news site. Paranormality. Yeah, no, past Chronicles. But Paranormality had one too, which is somebody got another really interesting video of the Loch Ness Monster. So um, uh, I'm going to include that if you check out Paranormality Magazine. And it's clear. It's not like some fuzzy thing, but they have very clear video of what they're saying is the Loch Ness yep. Monster. And don't forget, if you go on paranormalitymagazine.com and use the code TRAVELS, right? TRAVELS, Travels. with an S, um, you get 10% off. But now we need to get to our guests. But Loch Ness, mermaids, it's all aquatic. All, all aquatic <laughs> stuff. That's great having yeah. nothing to do with our actual show today and <laughs> um i ran across our guests not ran across that sounds horrible it sounds like, I was like with, 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 with a you train ran, you ran me oh, over what yeah with the loch ness monster no just kidding um i actually was very fortunate to have this guest on drinking with authors and mm. when she was telling me the story and the research behind her story i was like oh my god you have to come on eerie travels so Without further ado, we have the amazing 
Tamsin Silver. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, hello. So Tamsin, you have a wonderful book series around Billy the Kid. Yeah. Um, eons ago when anthologies first became a thing and everybody was trying to get into or do an anthology, um, friends of mine were doing a Weird West anthology. And um, I was new in my career at the time and I wanted to get my name. And one of the best ways to get your name known is to get into an anthology because there are people like Faith Hunter and you know Jim Butcher and stuff like that in a lot of these anthologies. And so people buy them for the big names and they come across your work. And if they like your stuff, they'll look you up at yada, yada, yada. Um, and I, they were doing a weird West one. And I was like, what do I know about the West? I, nothing. I lived in Manhattan at the time. And um, I looked up people from the West and found Billy the Kid's name and said, oh, yeah, I know who Billy the Kid was. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I thought I did. Uh, but I came across um, the story of John Tunstall, which is what started the Lincoln County War, his murder. And um, I ended up down a rabbit hole in John Tunstall and how, what, how that related to Billy the Kid. And I got, I got roped in, like hardcore. And I wrote a short story based on the real history reached out to the um lincoln like historical society like i i did like tons of things like right down to how long would it take on horseback to get from here to here like stuff and um and so i submitted it and i loved it and i kind of started thinking this is a full series um and they wrote back and we're like look we love this but we think it's a book and i said yeah so do i <laughs> and they said okay so we're <laughs> we're not going to take these rights from you. We're going to let, we're not going to take the short story uh, because we want you to do an, a series with it. And so I wrote two books as one big book, like one long, big honking book that ran from 1878 when Tunstall's murdered. And, and then it ran all the way through um, until the end of the five day battle. Oh. And, um, and then I, paid to have it edited and I started shopping it around and I was having a hard time and in the end what happened was that um, my editor that my freelance editor also worked for Falstaff and she had already told John Hartness this book is great if she decides to go small press instead we want it and I didn't know that but when I finally said to her I'm, I, I can't I'm gonna have to start submitting to small press she was fantastic we'll take that <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like things happen behind door, right? You don't know things that are going on. Anyway, long story short, um, they thought it was three books and they wanted one more. And so I set to working on the third book and then the pandemic hit and I was like, out. Because um, I was supporting the emergency department during the ER. And so anything creative me was, I was fighting for it. Um, but thankfully I did get it finished and we got it out in 2022. So, um, so yeah, so it's a three book series. Um, it's The Curse of Billy the Kid, The Torment of Richard Brewer and The Murder of Cricket Coogler. Um, and most people are like, what does Cricket Coogler have to do with anything uh, with Billy the Kid? Uh, I guess I have to read the book to find out. I'll give you a tease. Uh, the book is in two time periods, the series. It's in 1878 and 1949 because um, the murder of Cricket Coogler very much in that whole situation mirrors what was going on in Lincoln in 1878 with the Santa Fe ring and the, the crooked politicians and the sheriff who was dirty and you name it. So um, so they go together. So you've got the same bad guy, same main good guy, but you get those two time periods and um, 
we'll come back to talk about cricket in a little bit. That's we'll leave it to very cool. Very you, cool. You've already brought up like several of my favorite subjects of that time period, the Lincoln County War, the whole thing with Tunson, the Santa Fe ring. These are things uh, you know, our average, you know, just enthusiast aren't really going to know this stuff. This is stuff that uh, you know, historians, but it's amazing history. The and the five-day battle, you mentioned that. That's one of my favorite little bits from history. Well, I watched Young Guns. That, yeah, that's what everybody knows. And it's like, all right. <laughs> I just need to see look on Tamsin's face when I said Squeeze three, <laughs> what, three to five years of history into 90 minutes. And and even then, let's cut major characters, add in a few new ones. and Let's add them, let's change them. Here. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment is that I had never seen Young Guns and I'd already done all my research. I'd already written most of it when I saw it and I had the flu. I was home in, in Michigan for Christmas holidays and my family gave me the flu. Thanks guys. And um, so I sat down to watch it in the living room and I thought I was alone. I didn't know my amazing stepmother was sitting behind me at her desk at one point. And I had a piece of paper and I was ticking off every time something was historically inaccurate. Oh, man. But I was also being excessively verbal as it got worse. Right. So um, it wasn't until I finally, like, took the notebook and threw it in the air and went, fuck it, um, <laughs> that she lost it and started laughing. And I was like, what? She was like, this is the best version of this movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and so. But yeah, it starts off when, you know, Tunstall is an elderly man and he was 24 or, uh, with Billy. Know. Yeah. Billy not being able to read. He could speak three languages. He could read and write. Um, it, the fact that Murphy pulls up in a horse-drawn carriage with his Asian bride. Murphy was very likely gay uh, yeah. and he was dying of cancer at this time and was nowhere to be found. Right. So literally we start off with that and I was just like, well, this ought to be interesting. But I will say like... <laughs> I will say like the act is someone who has a theater background and a teaching background. Uh, Emilio Estevez did an amazing rendition. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Charlie Sheen is not always my favorite actor, but I, I really loved his work as Brewer in this. Um, so th there were, there were, you know, and of course, you know, th there's a lot of actors in this too. The Lou Diamond Phillips, you know, like just oh, some oh, people yeah. who really do as, some great as Chavez work. And, yeah. um, and these are real people. These were these are real, real people, yes. people and a doc. They were real you know, people. Yeah, and Brewer, and Brewer is the one that I'm most connected to. So it was important to me that that really, that that really landed, and I felt he did a nice job. And for those at home, yes, the regulators were a real thing. It's just a little yes. different than this. So yeah, and the regulators what, were. Yeah, yeah they um, at one point they, they team up. Huh? Because of Billy's ability to speak Spanish, he recruits a Spanish gang to team up with him at one point in their in their battle and that's why suddenly there's you know, suddenly he's got oh. 60 guys following him instead of you know six yeah they had they were definitely a mixed group uh for multiple reasons um you really learn about that in the third book in my in third in uh, sorry in the second book in the series because we actually follow him as they go to talk to somebody to get that support so awesome. we'll find out more but yeah he did he spoke spanish english okay. and gaelic now for those who don't know the ring can you can you explain just a hair about the Santa Fe ring and why it was such a, a powerful influence? In, now this is in New Mexico, gang, uh, yeah. for you travelers. So yeah, so in New Mexico, the the Santa Fe ring is a group of politicians who were very tight, especially during the war, 
Um, they, they all, it's a bro club. Like it was a bunch of military bro club guys that um, were very kind of not on the side of the civil war. We all would like them to be on, uh, not all of them. Um, and they were very much, they all were working together for their own interests. Right. I'm gonna be as politically correct as I can be here. That's um, way to do it. So you've got, you've got the governor and you've got like all the upper levels in politics for the state, not just city, but the state. Um, and they are exceedingly attached with the sheriff in Lincoln, which was the county seat at that time. Um, and so they're all working together for their own financial benefit. Now, there wasn't a lot of money to be made uh, unless you were dealing with the reservations and the military. They were getting government so, money. Oh, tons of money. So what they would do is they'd say, oh, see this beautiful cow and all this great, amazing beef that we're going to give to the Native Americans. But in the end, that was their meat and they gave the bad cows and the bad stuff and all that. So it was a whole horrible, and Santa Fe Ring is really just a, it's a, it's a group of politicians and law officials who work together to get what they want and it's all for them and their financial gain. And, and, um, and the fact that they had complete control of this area, including you know, the courts, the judges, the, the, you yes. know, the marshals, everything. Yes, but then everybody. on top of that, they, they weren't, you know, they had like mob control but they still weren't making money. They were all indebted to each other and they were forming their own like company stores. So, you know, people yes. come out and would work for them and they weren't making any money and nobody was making any money. Mm -hmm. And so they were all going bankrupt at the same time. Oh, they all were going bankrupt and they all owed everybody money. And so they all were really tight with each other because, yep. well, so-and-so I owe him this. So if I don't do what he wants, then this happens to me. And so it became like, you know, you see it now in politics as well. Like, yeah. you're like, why is someone doing that? Well, what does someone have over someone's head? And yeah, that follow the money, follow the money, yeah. it's, it's, follow it's the money now as and it so, was then. So, yes, but yes, so, no, thank you. Yeah, no, so that thank you, listeners, for that little little history lesson there. So, you know, uh, but that's important because that's what really set the stage for all this. Because into all that comes Tunstall and, um, uh, yeah. Uh, and what was it McSweeney? I think was yeah, the McSween. other one. Yeah, So Alexander McSween is a self-professed lawyer. He went to school for a bit, um, and he comes in and he works with them, and he kind of sees how they're running their business and making their money. And then Tunstall shows up, and um, Tunstall has a really great background with his family in England, and they have stores, and they see these people running a monopoly, and they're they are taking money from these people hand over fist. And they want to come in and, and yes, did he plan to also charge people and take money? He sure did. Um, some people argue that Tunstall would have been just as bad. I disagree, uh, but we all can agree to disagree on things. Uh, biggest difference here is Tunstall wouldn't let anyone die for him and he would never kill people over things, whereas the Santa Fe Ring and the other groups did. So if people want to sit and argue, that's my line that I drew when I had to decide good guys and bad guys in my story. Um, so, but yeah, so Tunstall comes in and even Susan McSween, Alexander's wife, was like, don't, don't start a store that you're asking for trouble. And no one listened to the woman, and they all died. <laughs> they drew battle lines. In they the, did. And the, the, and the town, I know they, they renamed the town Lincoln because of the dead president right, you know, right before that. Uh, 
I can't remember the name of the town before that, but uh, Pasita, La Pasita, La Pasita. Uh, Pretty River. Yeah, because yep. it's a beautiful valley between two huge mountain ranges, and there's a there used to be a, the river is now very tiny, but it used to be very wide, and it was their primary source of water, and it was absolutely beautiful there. Um, it still is beautiful there, but like the water was higher. So if you go there, visit Lincoln, and you can visit. Um, there's residual ghost stuff there too, and they do amazing ghost tours and. Um, but the river was higher about, I think it was in the 1940s, 1930s. Uh, there was a there was an earthquake, there was a shift and the water dropped. So it, it looks a little different than it used to, but you can still see how it would have been. Um, and Tun still befriends this kid who was called <laughs> The Kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had, I think he had changed his name by that point, right? So William, um, William's his first name, Henry's his middle name. He was going by William until his mother remarried a man named William Henry. And so they started calling, instead of calling him William, they started calling him by his middle name, Henry, so that it wouldn't get confusing. So when they moved, uh, when they moved out west further, he went by um, Henry Antrim. And so, uh, and then he started going by Kid Antrim, and then he started going by William H. Bonney. And that, like, it's just, and everyone's like, where does Bonnie come from? Um, I don't think he picked that out of the out of the thin air. I think that is either his mother's maiden name or it's a family name of some kind. Or to be honest, Billy loved to read pirate stories. It could have been a yeah, favorite that's, Yeah, books. that's exactly he so, was a pirate. But fan. Bonnie was a chosen last name and it's on his friggin' tombstone. So if if you can ever find it because it got washed away. But uh that's another part of the story. We'll talk that later. But yeah, no, um I I, I love that. You know, he was going by his name and then he he gets he gets his first notch he kills a man in a in a in basically a bar fight you know that goes outside and that's when he flees town and that's when he changes he disappears for a couple of years this is one of the fun things about billy is that we have very little information on him except yeah, for the stuff that people wrote sections, yeah him. except for lincoln like yeah. you have you have very little um what I always find interesting about the Billy story is that he just made bad decisions. Billy, I love you, but you made some, bad, he just continues <laughs> to make bad decisions. Yeah. Um, so starting off with the fact that he gets wrapped up with the wrong kids when he's young, his mother has died, his brother and him have then split up and he gets wrapped up. These guys, they steal a bunch of stuff from the Chinese laundry and they convince Billy to hold some of their loot in his room. And he yeah. does. So of course, when it's found, you know, they, they, they go after this guy, Sombrero Jack, what a name. And he's like, well, Billy, yeah. And they basically, and so what they do is they think they'll be smart and they'll teach him a lesson and they'll put him in jail for the night. Well, they don't tell him it's for the night. So he escapes and goes on the run for the rest of his life. If he had just gone the fuck to sleep, <laughs> history would be very different. Yeah. Um, quite a few things happened to quite Billy. Quite a few things, right? Um, but also with, but also with, you know, when he kills uh, the guy in Grant, um, because they're fighting and he's losing, he's getting his ass handed to him because he's a small guy and this guy's a bully and he's bullied him before and he panics and he gets the guy, he can't, he can't seem to get to anything and he's being knocked around and so he gets his hands on the guy's gun and he pulls it and he just pulls the trigger. He's not aiming, he's not intentional. He's just Not trying to get the draw. guy off yeah. him. He's in a panic and it happens to shoot him in the stomach or intestines and 
So the guy has a slow and he, death. And he slow death, and he so that so he tells everybody it was this oh. kid who did it, and I it was it was unjustifiable. So of course he gets tried in absentia and and, and convicted yeah. so of murder. He leaves. Yeah, so he leaves. He leaves. That was in Arizona, and so he leaves and goes into yeah. New Mexico where he met, meets up with Jesse um, and his gang, and and then from there that doesn't go well because Jesse and them are just bad to him in general. Yeah. Um, but he eventually meets Tunstall and Tunstall is, is good to him. And so it's really the first person a little older than him or whatever that shows him respect and, um, believes in him. And yeah, so, uh, it on, creates, yeah. it does, it creates a, it creates a bond and not to mention Billy's there and feels responsible when Tunstall's murdered. Um, so yeah, so, it, so he, of course, feels like he needs to, you know, make that right what however he can and then they get deputized they do get deputized yeah um that was one of the things that the movie got right is they they got deputized yeah but then Him and Brewer were, of, were deputized but then because of the the ring they uh you know they uh they undeputize them but don't tell them you know right. until they find already... out they find <laughs> out after they've killed morton and baker so <laughs> What happens is that they don't undeputize them. They basically decide that the person who has deputized them isn't really a justice of the peace. And they, they say, oh, you never were a real justice of the peace. So that invalidates marriages, baptisms, and of course, this. And so they eventually go into, um, so yeah, they have to, they find out that they're, suddenly they come back and they find out they're wanted fugitives because they are no longer deputized. So, and, and they're like, are you shitting me? But that, of course, is the Santa Fe ring again. Yeah, yeah. And that was, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Go ahead, Erica. Sorry. We are talking the history, which I appreciate, but there's, <laughs> there are so many layers and we're not going to have enough time on the show for it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into Tamsin's research because there's some ghosts and some other creepy things in the research that occurred. Yes because we could do 10 shows and probably not cover everything about oh no yeah this is this it's is true. a wild west adventure so wild stay west. Tuned, gang so we've stayed we've set the stage for you all and we'll be back yes we will be right back eerie appalachia Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. 
I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Okay, we're back after a feverish debate. That, um, <laughs> no, yes, gang, we watched 12 hours of Legends of the West while we were on break. Uh, <laughs> and we hope you did too. So, yeah. for... <laughs> no, no, okay. So, you guys were going to talk about the Lincoln War because then after that, we're going to talk about what Billy actually did and then get to the really spooky stuff. Well, Link, Lincoln War is what makes him. Right. It turns right. in from a one guy, he killed a guy in a bar fight to the legend. So. Right. How many times he escapes from jail and oh yeah. How many, okay. Yeah. So, he's already escaped yeah. once. Yeah. So let's right. So yeah. But what was interesting, I guess, is um so we mentioned my research and that I was delving into this and what really pulled me in. You asked about that. And uh so we'll back up just a sec. Um what pulled me in was actually not even Billy. Um, so the first leader of the regulators was known as Richard Brewer. And some people might have seen pictures. This is what he looked like. There we go. Try not to get the reflection of my windows on it. But Sadly, this was we're Richard a voice podcast, so no one's going to see it. But that's oh, fine. Send are? me the picture. I'll share it. I'll share yeah. it. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Richard Brewer was the first leader of the regulators. And there was this draw to him that I didn't understand. I, I just knew uh this guy i would spend hours staring at the photo and just researching and digging and and so um i knew that when i went to lincoln to do my research i wanted to find where he was buried and so um i i uh we got she said she knew where she where they maryland knew where they kind of were and where he was and so she took me over and he's buried on apache land because he was killed at blazers mill which is in the Apache reservation area. And so, um, but I looked at the picture, like when we were there, I was able to get signal and looked at the picture of his cross. And I was like, that's not what this looks like. We were near Blazers Mill, the leftover buildings. And all of a sudden I just felt something. And I turned around and looked and I saw a pathway and I said, it's up there. And I didn't even wait for her. <laughs> She's, and I was like, gone. And so I head up, so I head up these this stone winding, and um, I can send you a picture that show you can see even in old photos you can see where it is. And so I head up there, and I'm telling you, I looked around and went, it's that way. And I turned, and then I said no, and that way, and turned left and walked straight to his grave. Awesome! Wow, never been there in this body before, nice. <laughs> and walked straight to his grave. And before I knew what was happening, I was sobbing uncontrollably. Wow. Wow. And, he was and, and I, was, I was just like, and if, if you read the books, you'll understand Richard was a really good man. And um, called him Lionheart, I think at one point. Like he's just the heart of a lion. Like he just was, he was a big dude. And if you got um, killed, getting killed by a guy named Buckshot. Yeah. yeah Buckshot the lucky shot. Yeah. 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 So, um, so what happens is that 
I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely overtaken here. And my friend gets up there and she wants to take pictures of me at the grave. And thankfully I have sunglasses on because I'm destroyed. So uh, here's where things get un unusual. Um, so there's a company called Moonglow. You can look them up. You can choose to get the moon of your, of like your birth or whatever. I'll send you a picture of these as well. Uh, this do. right here is the moon that Richard Brewer died under. And this is the moon that Billy died under. And um, I had one that was considered uh, an eclipse. It was orange. It was a full moon. It was orange. And I had it in their magnet. And it was in a bracelet. This matters sincerely. So on my way down the hill, I felt, and, and I remember I said, like, I felt a presence of, I felt his presence. I was like, well, come with me. Like, come on, let's go. And all of a sudden I felt my foot catch and I went down. Uh -oh. This is a, this is a, this is about an angle. It's stony. And I land on my hands. And all I thought was Lord protect my hands. Cause I had fallen and broken my hand a few years beforehand. And I landed on my knees and hit my hands. And when I got up, I pulled my hands up and there wasn't a mark on them. Nothing, not wow. anything. My knee on the other hand was sliced all to fuck and back and it's bleeding profusely. Oh. And, um, and I'm like, that sucks. So I walk on down the rest of the hill going, this is stupid. Um, and I get to the bottom of the hill and I realize I'm, I remember I'm on a patch and I take the blood and I wipe it off my knee and I throw it onto the dirt. And I say, I've paid my price. We're done. Nice. And, um, get to the car. I can't, I, I'm a klutz. I had first aid with me. So we washed my knee and I put antiseptic on it and I scream a couple of nice words and we go to Walmart and we get me a bandage. And that's when I realized that the medallion of the moon is missing from my bracelet. Oh, wow. And I'm like, shit. So we go back and I go back to where I fell because that's got to be where it is. Can't find it. It's not there. Nowhere. I'm up there a while. So I'm like, well, maybe it fell out up the grave. So I go up to the It's nowhere. Mm. So I'm like, okay, it's gone. <laughs> Penance paid, whatever. And I leave. Um, and um, of course, as people always talk about, so Buckshot Roberts, who killed Brewer, died shortly after Brewer did. And some jokes are like, oh, they're buried in the same casket. They're not. They're buried in the same hole. They're not buried in the same casket. Because Brewer was like 6'4". <laughs> and, and so they had to build a casket fit him. But there's always questions whether or not, because it has Brewer on the left and Buckshot to the right. And people are like, oh, I wonder if they got switched around, if it's right or not. You know, you never know. Um, so nine months later, I go back for more research and uh, my friend's with me and we hike up because I'm going to show her because I decided to go and I took, um, you know, when you take sage and you go burn it and to cleanse the air because the guy's in the same hole with the man who killed him. Right. And the tension is hard there. <laughs> like you can feel it. And um, so I took that with me and matches and and I had a poem. I had this me. I'd taken an Apache prayer poem and I'd done, I'd reworked it. And, um, and I went up there and we walk up. We, you have to understand it's been winter. Time has passed. People have visited. People have cleaned the graves off. Things have happened. 
Life has happened there. And I walk up to him and my medallion from my bracelet is laying right on his body where his body would be. Wow. Face up. And it has bleached now to a full moon. And in my series, he's a werewolf. Ah, so there you go. So, well, he becomes one. Spoiler alert. Um, It's been out a while. Um, So I literally stand there with my mouth. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And I pick it up. I'm like, what the heck? And I show my friend. And I and we uh, explain to her, and I set it back down, and I go to do something. I come back around, and it's not there. Hmm? Wow. Well, it's just gone. He he, he was solving that mystery at least the first yes. time around for you. Yep. I know where he is. He's got right? it. Um, but it's gone. It's never. I've never seen it again. And I've been there. I've cleaned that gravesite. I've planted flowers. I've done like not there. Um. And so it's it's one of those things where you're just like, okay. Um, in fact, and so one of the other things I did when I went up there the next time, and oh, when we when we went to light the the stick, the smudge stick, you know, it wouldn't light. There wasn't a breeze. We would light it and it would blow out. And I was like, and all of a sudden it hit me. I went, it's not the air, it's the ground. So we crumbled it and we spread it everywhere in that area. And we did the poem and the wind then picked up and everything like it was this whole weird thing. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, and we ended up and we left and, and I've been there other times and I've never found it ever again. Um, but the place doesn't feel the same ever since we did that. Um, and it, it just feels more peaceful. In fact, that place had been overgrown and looking horrible. And after we did that, someone went up there and cleaned and it looked beautiful and they did some work up there. And um, could it be just happenstance? Possibly, who knows? Um, so yeah, so it's interesting because I never found it again. Never was there, who knows? Um, well, it's not yours anymore, it's his, obviously. It's his. So, right. yes. But at least he ended the, where did you lose it? That's where did I lose it? it? He, he has it. So, yeah, um, but what's interesting is that after that first trip, someone said to me, Hey, do you know you have a spirit guide that follows you around? And I'm like, I have, and they're like, you have two of them. I was like, mm-hmm. they're like, one of them is, I said, is the one on this side really tall and in a cowboy hat? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Looks, looks a little like Heath Ledger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I've had more than one person see him nice so it's very interesting uh it and you know so some people believe in that some people don't i'm usually not one that used to believe in that but after a while and enough people enough people tell you this you know enough people go so hey by the way did you know this and and they describe the same thing and these are people that don't know each other yeah two independent sources that's all we ask that's all we ask. yeah so so yeah so it's an interesting so um I had a tarot reading done. We'll finish out the, the brewer story here and then you can move on to other stuff. But this is the big story. I know that that we wanted to cover when we'd spoken before. Yeah. Um, is that uh, I went and I had a reading uh, when this all started with tarot. And again, some people believe in tarot, some don't. And I asked the question, you know, like, what is my connection? Why is this such a hard visceral connection? 
and um, they pulled up and they, and they literally pulled up having two spirit guides. They pulled up the whole thing of my connection with one of them being that I'd broken his heart. And there's only one woman in all of history that broke. And you, I know we're only audio, but you guys can see right here. This was Brewer's fiance. Her, her name is Matilda Davis. Um, she ended up marrying his first cousin. Um, and I have my whole theories and we could talk for that for ages. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but curly hair, like it looks like it possibly was, it was like brownish red or something in the picture. Um, like it's, but like, they're like, you, you broke his heart and you were this and that. And so that was a moment to soak in. I was like, all right, well, that's one tarot reading. Another state, another person, another reading got almost the exact same thing. Nice. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so there's this, so if people put stock in tarot readings, if they do, the, the, according to them, that's possibly who I was which would explain my visceral connection when I found his grave, which would explain a lot. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so it's, a, it's, it is for someone who was raised in the Baptist church and someone who was raised in, and it's, it was, a, it's, a, it's a lot of things that you're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, well now maybe we need to factor in some things. Um, I ended up putting, so the, the, I'm actually, if, if, we are only audio, no one can see I'm wearing these necklaces. It's a mixture of lapis lazuli and sodalite. And um, I bought three of each and kept them all together for a while. And I left one sodalite and one lapis with each with Billy where he's buried and where Brewer's buried. And then I have these. So, and this, and so, um, so that, that is, that was my option for connection for writing the book. Uh, if you look up those stones, they are definitely about psychic connection. And so I was literally like, I'm just going to put everything in my basket and see how we do here. Um, because I'm not, I'm not Wiccan either, but you know, after a while you kind of just, there's only so much, you can only take so much evidence of things in your face and you kind of go, maybe I need to consider some stuff. What one of our phrases we use here is everybody's got a gree gree, which is, which is, uh, the, the who done you know, you keep a little thing with you for protection yes. and keep with you. Everybody's got one. So even if you don't realize it, you know, from teddy bears to, you know, safety right? blankets, whatever. So yeah, yeah, everybody has something. Um, so yeah, so it's, so the, um, it's funny because my, my, so I had to get a second editor when we did book three, because my editor who had done one and two had left false staff for personal reasons. And, um, when she wrote me back, she goes, you know, I love Billy and I think he's great, but it's Brewer who I love. And I was like, congratulations. You have found the point of the entire series. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm going to touch on one little point. Then we go back to the um, Lincoln, the war and everything, but we can go back to the war. What a weird fucking phrase to say. <laughs> um, but I think you touched on something that's very real because a lot of people that have um, deja vu in places and things like that, I, I personally believe, this is my belief, that they've been there before, right? That Because right. some people are so good if you let them communicate about it and not guiding them, but just 
you know, let listen to what they're saying, they will tell you things about that place that if you actually go look up the real history is not like standing on the wall like a poster. They'll tell you about things that the only way they could know that thing is had they been there and also had they been there during the past, right? So um, yeah, I, I, yes, I'm, I, I happen to be a believer and I think that story is amazing. Yeah, um, so it's, yeah. so people will be like, what drew you into this? I'm like, this is a complicated, long answer. <laughs> that works. That yeah. works. That's what we're here for. This is, right? this is, this is why we go eerie traveling is to find right? you know, these connections that you don't even realize you have. I mean, uh, my, my favorite thing about that whole fight that happened was, you know, they went to get buckshot because he was on their list of guys uh, they... and he wasn't even supposed to be there he was going he, he saw a mail truck go by and he was expecting a check he was leaving because he knew these guys were after him billy or and... Berber? i'm sorry we're breaking up a little bit yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. That's okay. yeah, yeah, no yeah. he was talking about somebody waiting for a check because... well yeah, Bruce, yeah. Uh, you know, uh no uh buckshot yes. was because he, he saw was these guys heading, were after yeah. him and yeah. he, but then he saw a mail truck and he's like, oh, I'm expecting a check. I'll run into town and get this, you know, and then I'll leave. And that's when they came on him. And he now Buckshot was not like, you know, he's got the name Buckshot. But the reason he's got that name is because he once got shot with Buckshot and he kind of walks with a limp. He's not, you know, the best. Yeah. He's not handy with a gun. But he they say he handled that gun better than anyone they've ever seen. He had a McHenry rifle. Yeah, he had a and, rifle. With and, the repeater and yep. the gun that he won can't the lift it. He can't yeah. lift the rifle. So yeah, he, he had a buckshot in his shoulder or hip. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he had to he had to shoot from the hip because he couldn't lift it up because of damage. And so he does he does so much damage to the regulators who actually were just there to eat. Um yes. they were on their way to someone, they were on their way to to try to intercept a posse. Yeah. Um, and they they were just there and Buckshot shows up and yeah. Frank Coe is like, I'll go talk to him. I know him. And he's like, just turn yourself in. They have a nice friendly discussion. He's like, the hell I will. And so, yeah, it becomes this big shootout and Milton almost dies and, and like Baudre is hurt really bad too. And, and Brewer is shot and killed. And like, it's a whole thing. Like, and here's what's interesting. When they shot and they had the first fire and they all ran off. If they had, if Richard love you, dear, but if you just, if he just cooled down and thought about it for a minute, yeah, because he was so amped to get this guy that they all took places and that's how they died. Uh, he died, but if he just waited, if they just waited him out, he would have died because they shot him in the stomach and he died anyway. Yeah, and so, so that's that's what that's the predators, you know, the 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 first step of what becomes the Battle of Lincoln or the Lincoln County War, and it literally is this you know they go into town both sides take sides of the town and it and and there's not going to be a fight they're all they're both taking positions and i love that some guy i can't remember his name lost to history to me is uh is riding into town on a cow and the and the 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 guys uh from the the rings side of things see this and they think it's some distraction or something so they shoot at him and that's what starts the initial volleys is they, you know, because of they shoot at this guy on a cow, that's when the whole battle 
I erupts. don't actually know anything about the cow. I hadn't heard that. But that's that was one no. of the things I discovered in my you know your research on this because I was looking to, into it at one point too. I'll have to look it up. But I was yep. reading Frank Coe's book, and that, uh, the uh, the the shooting from what I read had to do with basically it all got real tense. Uh, yeah. Everyone was at the bar. They walk. They don't. Dolan and his crew do not realize how much of Billy's group has come into town. Down, right. Some of them walk into one of the bars for drink, and it, it, all of a sudden they're like, oh shit. Um, and I and it's interesting because when they come in, they totally take the Torion, right? Yeah. So the Torion is this big circular adobe building that's built for fighting the Apache Indians, actually. And um, and you find that they take it, which makes complete sense because it's on McSween's land. He owns that piece of land. It's it's the perfect spot to take place. So you know they took it in the middle of the night. Thing is, though, when you get into reading about the fight, Dolan's men have it, and you never find out how. Uh, yeah. I spent months trying to figure out where my five missing Mexicans were because five Mexicans took that thing. George yep. Coe sent them out there, and I have no idea who they were yep. or what happened to them. And so, it does end yeah. with a burning building and everybody fleeing. Uh, and 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 on it, and then that's where uh, McSween is Ugh. shot and killed. Yeah, by... McSween, McSween freezes. So Billy comes up with this amazing idea. This escape he's plan. To, he's willing to be the decoy. Yeah. He's like, Tom and I are gonna run and be the decoy and draw the fire. You guys go that way, we will go this way. And it and and he, they run out. And it works, but instead of running like he should have, McSween freezes, and then he's someone realizes he's there, and they go, they hold him at gunpoint. They're not going to shoot him. What happens is that the guy who has a gun on him, there's someone else who has guns on the group from a distance, and there's a rivalry family situation. The ring is not happy. (laughs) He's an opportunity to kill Bob or whatever the hell his name was. Yep. And he shoots him, and that gun goes off, and they think yep. it's the guy shooting McSween. It's not. They all open fucking fire. Yep. And everybody gets shot, including the 15-year-old Eugene, yep. Eugenio, um, who actually ends up living. And then he plays dead. Yeah. So the the you know, so our boy Billy a kid, William Bonnie, and and three of the guys. Uh, they're the regulators they all go into hiding after this right yes. and then that's and then because of all this and everything that's going on the new territorial governor comes in and lee he's wallace. like this is ridiculous yeah well, lee, lee wallace the general yep. and he's like this is ridiculous and i'm gonna pardon everybody uh, mm-hmm. that fought in this and everything because it's ridiculous this is this is you know obviously there's miscommunications and all this and, and he's realizing there's so much corruption and all that. But the only guy who doesn't get pardoned is Billy, which is and crazy. Then, and which, which he does try to get pardoned, as we all know. Yeah, he actually sends a letter saying, hey, I'll, I'm willing to talk to you. And Yeah, well, because he's there when Chapman's murdered by Dolan yep. and his crew. So he's like, hey, I, I was there. I know who killed Chapman. Yep. If you let's, will let's let's me, let's talk it all out and then of let's course talk it out and they meet in secret uh, at the yep. squares house and and then the wallace reneges on his promise and billy gets tried for murder in messiah and found guilty because he's not near any of his peers 
And then he gets brought back to Lincoln to be hung. And that's when he escapes and he becomes a legend because he kills, he shoots his way out of there. And, and um, one of my favorite things about that escape, and it's in, the, it's in the book, is that he grabs some guns and he gets, he finally gets out there. And some of the other outlaws are like, hey, Billy, though, that's my gun. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Takes it back, gets other guns, comes back. <laughs> Someone else, Billy, that those are mine. I'm so sorry. Goes back, comes back. These anybody's? No, good, great. And so, like, he keeps going back because he doesn't want to take him back. And the horse he steals, steals, he sends back. Yeah, yeah, because it's not mine. I'm just you know. not my horse. I'll send it back. He tells Gauss, "Don't worry, I'll send this back." I want my horse back. Let's trade. Yeah. So it's, it's it's an interesting. And, and then and, it ends with Pat Garrett. So yeah, so Pat Garrett, it's a lucky shot, right? Like total, total I, lucky break. I, I think I don't know if he was aiming to kill him. I don't know if he was just aiming to shoot at him. I think he was shooting in self-defense. I think he assumed that Billy was going to kill him, and he shot, and it was a lucky shot to the heart, and down he went. And it was. And the only was, story we have of Billy's death is from Pat Garrett. Correct. Which is what creates the legend and lore, right? right? Because. Back then, they used to take pictures of the dead, and they didn't take a picture of him. No. And someone always will go, yeah, but photographers traveled around. They weren't always in all the... It was friggin' like one of the most hopping areas Yeah, at there that were more time. reporters in that town than, than there were than people. Else. So the fact yeah. that no picture was taken is a little suspicious. Um, yeah. But um, it's, in, it's an interesting... Um, you know, you sit back and you're like, so... But that's that's what gives me the opening to write the story is that is that you know hey what did he get killed did he just decide to leave um you know everybody has their opinion on what they they think it was um i actually heard a third thing my first mm. trip i stayed at the ellis store and an elderly couple who ran that at the time had met some people from england and there was a there's a town not far from where the tunsils eventually lived that was very similar to Lincoln and how it was a community. And there is a gravestone there that says William H. Bonney. Yeah. And the, the year of the year of death would have been congruent for old age for Billy. Yeah. And people know the Bonney kids and he had, that that person had girls. And um, so it there's talk that of course that that's what happened is that he eventually made his way to England. Uh, and that's what they believed. And what was funny was that in the story, my regulators work for MI5. So they, uh, which is a division of MI6, uh, they're the supernatural division and they're based out of England. And I'd made that decision before I ever heard this story. And I was like, that's hilariously awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's kind of like I made the decision he spoke Gaelic before I found out it was true. So yeah, he was true. Yeah, Gaelic. Uh... Uh, English and uh, Spanish, Spanish. Mm -hmm. and uh, he was quite the ladies man had quite a few ladies uh, and uh, now the the characters who claimed they were him later uh, uh, all, uh, was it uh, Ollie Roberts Bushy Bill uh, Brushy, like, Brushy Bill yeah Brushy Bill, Brushy Bill. I, was, I kept thinking stuff like yeah. that he was a he actually went to New Mexico seeking uh, New Mexico governor seeking a pardon yes for the crimes um, of the kid and here's something really funny uh, to connect to that. So one of the guys that he's pictured with oh. um, is one of the guys 
that connects to the Cricket Kugler murder oh. later on. And I hadn't known. I literally was writing that he went off to, that they headed off into Santa Fe to go talk to this guy. And I looked him up and boom, pictures of him popped up with Brushy Bill. And I was like, motherfucker, let's have fun with this. So, so literally as he, as they arrived to talk to this guy, they step into the office and he's on the phone and he says, Billy, the kid. And they're both like, I'm sorry, what's going on? And it's that it's, and he gets off. He's oh, this guy named Brushy thinks he's Billy the kid. La la la. And Billy's like, ha, ha, that's funny. Um, so uh, yeah. So um, I don't think he was. I don't um, either. They're trying to do DNA testing. They know where his mother was buried because she nope, has a grave. And- no, 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 no. So. Oh. There was a point in time <laughs> when they when they needed to. I've been to her grave area. Yeah. Um. There is a point in time where the the belief is that they wanted to redo the grounds, mm-hmm. and they had to pull up all the tomb, like all the headstones. And they were partway through that, and they're like, "Well, are you marking down where they go back?" Oh, and so that spot been. isn't her. So there is a chance, like half of it's probably right, half of it might. Not. There's a chance that it's not. Uh, that and her original tombstone is actually in Lincoln. Um, it's in one of the. Museums. They're still trying to uh, get legal wrangling to to exhume her to get DNA testing. And, they and can it, they can and, exhume her all day long. They yeah. can open that up. There's no way. There's not a hundred percent chance that it's her. Yeah, and then and, and so, that's, that's the problem with Billy, is where he was buried. The flood. Right? There was a flood and the bodies, the 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 caskets and stuff moved around. Yeah. Uh, they think it's close to where he is. I yeah, they know he, one of the like area. Yeah. He's in the he's marked kind of in the area. Yeah. Um, but like literally, because Catherine is Catherine is it's it's not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, right. But um, I did promise I didn't. I was like, and I at the grave, I was like, you're maybe not here, you could be somewhere. And I left a rose and I said, this is for you, wherever you are in here. And I made her a promise that I would write her son correctly and do him justice when I went and saw her. Um, So, um, so when, um, so when I had someone uh, review my book, um, they turned it down um, and they just kind of didn't feel like, like, oh, I know you probably did your research, but I don't think anyone will be interested in a, in a, you know, smart Billy the Kid and someone who makes them like and i was like okay i said i understand that because a lot of people have you know that idea of that outlaw and whatnot thanks but i was like i made a promise to mama (laughs) i'm gonna keep uh because you know what i don't want to bring down on me Mm, any of that any of that bad juju that's not happening no no bad juju don't poke the bear no now that i let you guys talk for most of the hour um my question is though (laughs) That's okay. I'm still here, travelers, in case you're wondering. Um, my question for you guys is Billy the Kid um didn't wasn't guilty of everything they listed, correct? We he killed five people in his life. Yeah. That we're sure of. Um, we cannot prove that he killed uh the sheriff, um, that he killed Brady. A bunch of people opened fire on the whole group of them without doing a test on their bullets and seeing which one of their gun like you would have had to have today's technology to yeah, figure out they, whose gun actually killed sheriff brady 
uh, but they pinned it on Billy for whatever reason. And the, the one that he's was charged with was he uh, was a bookkeeper from the, an Indian agency. And there were four guys charged with it. And Bonnie was the only one that they kept, even though there was other people saying he didn't do it. That, yeah, you know, like, yeah. So the, but know. the only one he really ever really got charged for to be put to death was Brady. Yeah. And that's the one he was supposed to be pardoned and everything for. And that was, uh, and, and there's really no proof that he even killed Brady. Yeah. So it's he never robbed a train. He never robbed no. a bank. He was a nope. cattle rustler. A and a horse guy. stealer. That was right. Jesse James actually tried to get him to join him for Robin Stagecoaches, and Billy was like, "Eh, it's not my thing." That's a famous, you know, meeting was apparently the you know, you know, the one of his gang, you know, one of uh, Billy's gang mentioned that he was having dinner with this guy, and he went over and said, "Who's that guy?" He said, "That's that's Jesse James," and he wants me to join him, and 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 everybody kind of you know, it doesn't add up, but. When you read the newspaper articles at the time, Jesse was in that area at the time. So it, it could have happened. It's, I honestly being a fly I on the wall there. Did. I think it's very possible. I also think that he was up in that area where Doc Holliday actually had a, a bar. Yeah. I think he knew Doc Holliday. And that yeah, and that was right around that same time. This yeah. is all this is the hot spot. This is where every legend of the West is at this point. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um yeah, it's a grub. So when you're doing your travels, travelers, you know, you can go to these grave sites. So yes. where, so where, you know, Blazing Hill, let's describe where that is in New Mexico. Blazers Mill, um, sincerely, the best thing you can do is put in Blazers Mill Cemetery in Google and for maps and have it tell you because you can miss the turn because it's a wall of cement because it's holding up side of the mountain there and there's an opening and there and then it's another wall and you'll miss it so that's the best way to do that uh, if you want to find blazers mill Um, if you want to find where billy is buried he is buried Um, there was there used to be a store like a museum um, at fort sumner area that uh, he is buried behind Uh, it's a whole graveyard it's very small joe grant is buried there who billy did kill for sure Um, and uh, Tom is buried there, and so is um, and so is Charlie Baudre. Um, but uh, the the one grave thing I want to mention before we're done here, since this is eerie tales, um, is that Cricket Kugler is buried in Las Cruces, and she is actually buried not far from Garrett. Even uh. though he died way before she did, he got moved once the family bought a plot. So there's stones throw from each other. And wow. I had been writing a scene where Billy and, and Brewer are waiting by some grave watching her be buried. And I was like, I don't know where they'll be standing. And then I go to her grave and I find that Pat Garrett is right there. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So, um, so anyway, a friend of mine who is Mayan uh, priestess, and she was like, you know, you really need to ask permission to write her. Um, and I'm like, well, she's kind of dead. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to listen to write her. I don't know her family. Um, so I went to her grave and we had, uh, David Summers is a really well-known author in, in the weird West genre. And he lives right near where she's buried. And we took us a while and we found her. And I sat down and talked to her and I asked her permission to write her and her story. And, um, I left her flowers and, um, 
and I and then I forgot all about it. And uh, it was that night I was listening to a book on uh, like an audiobook, and I turned it off to get ready for bed. And I was in a hotel, and I stood up, and I heard a woman's voice go, "Yes." And I was like, "I'm I'm staying by myself." And I'm like, is someone outside? Like I look out because it's one of those motel, hotel, got window. Mm-hmm. No one is anywhere, y'all. No one is anywhere. And I literally sat down and went, oh, shit. Um, and so I, I got permission to write her. Nice. <laughs> and about a couple months ago, one of her family members reached out to me via Facebook and thanked me for writing the story correctly and for getting the history right, and for not painting her as the horror that men tried to paint her as to discredit her. And um, it was probably one of the most amazing things ever. What people so, tried to discredit a lady in history? Never. never. No, Gosh, and they would never hey. use it. They would never choose uh, to say it. Now I do have <laughs> one more travel, and this one's up near Erica's area. Yeah. Erica, if you want to meet some Jesse James stuff, and it's less than 30 minutes from you. It is in the town of Pigeon Forge. I guess about 45 minutes from uh, In the town of Pigeon Forge, there is a museum. It's an attraction now called Alcatraz East. And they was the Washington, D.C. collection of criminal activity. And really? it is now in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And you can go in there and they've got stuff like Gacy paintings, Ted Bundy's car, O.J. Simpson's Bronco. They've got Bonnie and Clyde's car. They've got a lot of amazing artifacts. But one in the Wild West area, they have some floorboards from a cabin. These floorboards are stained with blood. And this is supposedly, and but they have, that did come from the real cabin. This is the floorboards where Billy the Kid was murdered by Pat Garrett. And this would have been where he laid and this might be his blood. So maybe we can just do some DNA testing on that. So. That would be interesting considering he was killed in Pete Maxwell's house. Yep. And what happened to that house is it ended up going into the river when the huge flood happened and all of the fort got swallowed up by it. The, so well, they nobody would've... could get Billy the Kid body parts because they were keeping it, you know, you know, tried to keep it safe and all that because they didn't want people running around in the wild west. Say, oh, I got Billy Kid's fingers and all this. Uh, you know, they, but that was one of those things because people were always like, I have Doc Holliday's gun trigger finger bones and and all that. Is people would sell them. That's just. It was oh, what it was. Yeah. But anyway, that museum, those well, were from the house that Billy the Kid were, was killed in, and they are bloodstained. So. Well, that's interesting. We'll have to check that out. We'll have to, and eventually we'll be doing a show on Jesse James because that's a whole other, uh, it's whole other can, of can of worms. worms so. Yeah, but <laughs> and I, I actually don't know anything really much about Jesse James, um, other than there's a chance that he met with Billy at some point in time, and I've never, yep. I've a never written anything with it. But mm-hmm, right, yep. I mean, but it opens, it opens. What I that's one of the things I love about all the unusual stuff that deals with Billy is that it opens up when not just windows doors <laughs> that you can you can explore in writing fiction um you know and if and i will tell you this uh, to the people listening if you've never if you ever get a chance to actually come out to new mexico uh because you want to walk in billy's shoes you really can the, the town of lincoln is the most well-preserved western town in the united states and a lot of the buildings are actually the original buildings 
Um, and you can pay, I think it's $7. And that gets you into every single one of the buildings that um, for touring and seeing things. And they have been breakfasts there and they have, um, they're not far from Capitan um, as well. And uh, they do a thing called Lincoln Days the first weekend of every yes. August. Yes, they must visit, um, must visit. That I go for. Um, what's interesting is that the Wortley Hotel, there's a room there. I always loved room three. It was always my favorite. And I never knew why, there was just something about it. And someone's like, so have you heard the residual ghost outside the room? And I was like, what, <laughs> what? Damn it, no, I haven't. So my understanding is there's a residual. Um, uh, if, anyone does, if anyone knows what that is, uh, there's something that it'll repeat itself. Yeah. And so it's literally step, 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 disappears. Step, 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 disappears. And it's supposed to be on that walkway right outside room three. I've still not heard it, which is upsetting to me because I would like to. Um, but I've got friends there that are part of the historical and the and like the ghost hunting. And they do some really cool tours out there, especially around Halloween uh, at the hospital over at the fort um, there. And um, one time I was there, with, I was staying at Wortley. And I had my dog with me. And this goes with your eerie. This was creepy. My mm -hmm. dog and I, I was walking towards the road in a certain point, it was dark, pitch black. And Caden wigged out. And I started feeling like my heart starts going. And I was like, yeah, this is not a place we want to be right now. We need to go. And then Caden started pulling. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're not Napoleon right now. We're going to go, little man. And, um, and so... Uh, later on, I was talking to my friends who've done ghost tours and seen things and they've done recordings. And, and I said, man, there is something outside the world. They said, where did you feel it? And I walked over and I said, here. And they said, yeah, we have video of stuff there. Nice. I was like, so it's not my imagination. Good to know. <laughs> Yay, ghost tours. Yay. So, oh, so yeah, there's just really great. There's just, they give tours. Uh, they, they call it Lincoln After Dark. And they do tours of, of the town and uh, and they give you all the history. And it's just a really, uh, really well done thing when, you know, when you get the people, they really know their information. Um, and my understanding is that the building that's right near where Billy is buried uh, didn't survive the pandemic, um, but it's been bought uh, by some friends of mine uh, and they are going to revive that and do a full Billy the Kid thing there. So wonderful. Uh, uh, hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later, but that takes time. So I guess we'll have to take some eerie travels there, uh, Erica. We'll the have to take some right, eerie so. travels. I we There's, will, and we're we're gonna reach out to Tamsin, and she's gonna give us the super official Billy the Kid because I love make her go with us. So I, I yeah. the, my final thing on Billy is that I do love the pictures of him keep turning up as people because he was he loved getting his picture taken. And there's the most recent I think was 2019. There's the one with him sitting at a table, card table playing poker. Uh -huh. And uh, that one, they're just confirmed 100% was him. And uh, I believe your boy uh, uh, Brewer is the uh, one of the other guys that they're still trying to confirm is him because he's the guy who's kind of with his back partially to the camera. So we'll see. No, I'll have to look into that. I haven't. They, the, when the croquet photo yeah. came out, um, so the Lincoln County War was a lot of people writing nasty letters to each other in the paper and posting and sending them into the editor who would print them. And then people would write back and print them. Yeah. And so we don't have that anymore. We're going to message have, board today. Now we have Facebook. <laughs> and so when that picture came out, it, it split the town 
And everybody thought about this, not everybody, but you know, it was a big deal. People who thought there was the people who were like, I think it is, and I think it isn't. And it became people just saying nasty things to each other. And they were like, my friends are like, Jesus, it's Lincoln County war all over again. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, now, that would be on Twitter. You know, right? but, uh, yeah, but that one, I, I think that one went for about a million dollars. It was oh, pretty- it went for a ton of, it's, it's a, yeah. a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, all right, okay. gang. So with yeah, that. Ben, can you, can, what is your book series? Where do we find you? Uh, book series is called The Untold Legends. Um, first book is called The Curse of Billy the Kid. Um, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Um, if they don't have it on the shelves at Barnes and Noble, you can request it and they can get it for you very easily. Um, if you live here in Albuquerque, we do carry it here for sure. Um, uh, if you, uh, you can also go to Amazon or any of the other things online that you can find books, they have it. Um, but you can also find links easy if you just go to tamsinsilver.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. You bet. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I can't wait to come to the ghost hour. Love the old West. So yes. Mark, my friend, take it away. All right. Well, there's only one way we can take this, this one away. Regulators mount up and no. let's head off into the sunset. So, uh, you know, Mr. Brewer, rest in peace, everybody rest in peace. And, uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you.